Hi, and welcome to Podcaster Stories. Each show, we'll have a conversation with podcasters across all mediums and share their story, what motivates them, why they started a show, how they grew their show, and more. We'll also talk about their personal lives and some of the things that have happened that have made them the person they are today. And now, here's your host, Danny Brown. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Brown, and I run a website called Mental Health and Me, and this is the first recording podcast for that. Today, I am speaking to my husband, Danny, and uh, and we're going to speak about his anxiety and depression because it's all relatively new to him. So, hi, Danny. Hi, Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely weird, but we, we got this. Um, so re- recently you were diagnosed with both anxiety and depression. Can you tell me a little bit about that, about your the backstory and everything leading up to that? Yeah, so I think for the last study, I don't know, three, four months, I've been feeling different, you know, not in good places and, and just like, I don't know, stressed out more and tired more and maybe quick to snap more and stuff like that. Um, didn't really put it down to anything. I just thought it was, you know, either working a little bit late or whatever. Um, and then it was just like one morning that I, I don't know, it just clicked, you know, I was going to work and I, I couldn't really take another step forward as maybe going to the train station to catch my train, got off the bus, took a few steps. I thought, mm, nope, I'm, I'm not good to go to work because <laughs> I've been, I have been sleeping really well. I've been waking up at like two, two thirty in the morning and not being able to get back to sleep. So the fact that I was running on two, three hours sleep each night, two, three hours sleep each night wasn't helping either. So, so, so that, I, I guess that was your, your breaking point in the, the symptoms leading up to um, reaching out for help. But what made you just, like you just decided not to go to work because you, you know, mentally weren't ready for that. Were you just going to come home and, and sleep or work from home? Like what was your intention when you turned back from the train station that day? I don't know. I think it's about everything. I I know I texted you and said I wasn't in a good place. You know, I probably need to speak to someone like quickly or whatever. Um, and because of your own you know background and experiences, I knew that you know when you said okay, we're going to do this, that probably made sense. I mean, I was beat, so I did want to sleep, uh, and I was even more beat when we came home from the the hospital. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, it 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 was you know the goal was to get to get help. So, um, so that day I, I took you to the hospital and, and I didn't just take you to the doctors. I took you, I took you to, um, the dog, the dog wants in on this podcast. So, so yeah, so I took you to the hospital and I remember you saying like, why are we going to the hospital? Why can't we just call the family doctor? Why can't I just make an appointment? And, um, and I, I wonder if I had done that, like, what, like, what are your feelings towards the fact that I took, I, I made you go to the hospital? Well, like you say, I mean, at first I, I didn't think it was necessary because it didn't feel like an emergency. It just felt, you know, okay, I need to speak to someone about feeling better or not being tired or whatever. And, you know, for me, emergency, like the ER, etc., are for people that, say, get gunshot wounds or <laughs> break a leg or, you know, um, have serious issues, having a heart attack, stuff like that. So it, to me, it felt like, I should speak to my doctor, maybe get referred to someone that could help. Um, but thankfully, it was the ER because I mean, I, I know it's one of the best. It's always recommended, you know, by a lot of people we know mutually. It's recommended as having a great mental health team and resources, and and I found that since being there, you know. So that was that was definitely a good call, even though I didn't think at the time ER is something you know for 
Yeah. And I, I know I felt that way, um, you know, many years ago that it, it's for physical health. It's not for mental health. And you never really think that your your mental state is as bad <clears throat> needing to go to the emergency. You just, you think that you can plow through it or I'll make an appointment in the future and we can talk about it, I guess, if it's getting to that state. But you never really think that the ER is the way to go. And I did it wrong because when it was, you know, my story, I, I was the one that made an appointment and you had to take me to that appointment, but I didn't want you to suffer anymore. So that it was just for me, I knew the hospital was the, the right way to go. Um, and then you've been a few times since back and mm-hmm. forth to, to the doctor. How, how has your life changed since going to the hospital that first day? Um, it's been mixed. Uh, I know, I mean, they've got me on a bunch of medication at the moment, so that's been new. And the first batch of medication... Um, I think he overdosed me a bit too much, and I know. But, I mean, this doctor's amazing. I know he, he came out to you in the waiting room and asked, you know, um, if there's if you'd seen any changes, and you'd said, yeah, he's more tired, and he, got, he went, yeah, it's my bad. Yeah, my bad. So he, he sent me on uh, a, a course, but he sent me on clonazepam to start with, which is obviously an anti-anxiety um, medication, and the dosage was a bit high, but he had to bring my anxiety. My levels were way high when you took me in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could see that and so he had to bring me down first to try to get me to a, a normalized level of anxiety um, and he's just put me on a new course which is more about like panic um, attack or panic disorder um, medication once again to, more to manage my anxiety and then we can start talking about the depression and you know what caused that what was the trigger etc mm-hmm. but really to try to get, get me to a stable place um, and then obviously he's put me on sleeping pills because I wasn't sleeping and they're helping me sleep right through the night. So initially I was super tired and foggy and forgetful. Um, I think I'm improving there though. I'm still forgetting some things, but <laughs> not, not, not as bad as, you know, as bad as it was. Well, that, that's good. And then you, you see some progress, but it's not an immediate fix. So, um, and I think you're starting to see that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, do you think these therapy sessions and medicate? Oh, yeah, and medications are a quick fix to cure these illnesses, which we just talked about. <laughs> yeah, no, well, no, I mean, because I mean, I've only been going, I don't know, three weeks, I think, four weeks, something like that, um, since first getting diagnosed. Um, and I've known friends, you know, like your own story. You know, mm-hmm. I know that it takes a while, and sometimes you, you, you know, you don't get rid of depression, or you don't get rid of anxiety. You live to live with it, or you learn to to live with it. Um, and that's what you know, the specialists have said. It's like a slow process. Don't expect results right away. Even the Medjuron will take three, four weeks to really kick in properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know it's an ongoing process and, and I've got to be a open and honest about how I'm feeling on various days or whatever. Otherwise, it won't you know, help. I'll just go you know, back. Or I won't get the treatment I need, so I'll be back to, to square one, which seems a waste of time <laughs> yes absolutely you have to be consistent it's just like it's dieting really it's for your physical health you can't expect to eat one healthy meal and lose all the weight and be in shape and it'll just stay that way it is an ongoing program and you have to to fight for it and you have to be determined and your mental health is the same i would like to correct something you said because you said you've you've gone to three or four weeks of sessions and you have but each session is about three to four weeks apart <laughs> so, uh, <yeah. laughs> so i just so i thought i'd, I'd specify that um, so just you know wrapping it up what advice would you give to those suffering from any of the symptoms that you talked about earlier 
I, 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 well, A, obviously, as I, I mentioned earlier, or you mentioned, um, go to the ER. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to go to the ER and check yourself in. And especially, you know, use Google on your phone or whatever. If they've got a mental health unit there, the more the better. But yeah, go to ER and just tell someone I'm, you know, I'm concerned about my mental health. I'm, I need help. Um, or, you know, again, use Google for local resources. A lot, there's a lot of groups, you know, local groups, etc. But I guess the key thing is don't be afraid to, to reach out and ask for help. I'm lucky I have my wife who, I say lucky, it's not lucky that she suffers depression and anxiety, but I'm lucky that I have my mm. wife who knows what, what it's like and what the symptoms are and when the, the signs are there that you need help, etc. Um, there's a lot of stigma still, unfortunately, about mental illness. And I think as long as we keep talking about it and being open about it and, and being honest and brave enough or whatever you want to call it to get the help you need, then it's it's far far better than just struggling along thinking it's going to disappear yeah absolutely that's um that's great advice and you say you're lucky to have me but i feel the same way a few years ago when i was at my weakest or or you know my lowest point with the combination of depression and anxiety and i couldn't handle it anymore i couldn't handle my day-to-day i i knew that i needed to see a doctor and i couldn't get there and i it was the same thing i said danny it's time. I'm ready. I need help. But you have to take me because I can just admit that I need help, but I can't get there on my own. And and you were. You were there for me. You got me to the doctors and you held my hand the whole time. And sometimes we need a person, whether it's a spouse or a sibling or a parent, just call that one person that you trust and, and they will be your support system and they will get you through the hospital visits and the doctor's appointments because you do need a friend and you can't do it alone. So, so those are, uh, those are my, my advice. And Danny, it was great talking to you and I, I hope, and, and the dog too, who's growling in the background. Um, and, and yeah, and I, I'd like to, to do this again if I'm brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us again. Thanks for listening to Podcaster Stories. To make sure you don't miss an episode, make sure to subscribe on your favorite app.